Hi there and welcome to Inside Rugby League, the podcast brought to you by the Yorkshire Evening Post. My name's Richard Byram and joining me on the line as usual is my colleague Peter Smith. Peter is the Chief Rugby League Writer for the Yorkshire Evening Post and he also contributes match reports and stories to our sister paper, the Yorkshire Post. We weren't here last week because at the time we were due to start recording the podcast, there was breaking news that the Leeds Rhinos game against St Helens might be postponed because of Covid in the Leeds camp. That subsequently turned out to be the case and the Rhinos are due to face the new Super League League leaders, Catalan Dragons, this weekend. So maybe Peter has the latest on the situation all round. Well, we don't know a great deal more than we did last week, Rich. Um, So far, Rhinos have had six positive cases. They've got seven players who are isolating us because they've been identified as close contacts of the people who failed COVID tests. Um, And the training ground was shut down for five days at the end of last week. Players were due to have PCR tests on Monday. Their tests are sent off to the the lab to to be checked before the results are known. Um, And... Once those results come back, which is expected late on Monday night or early Tuesday, a decision will be made on whether Rhinos can resume training. But whether the game goes ahead or not this week, I think it's looking a little bit doubtful or quite a lot doubtful. Obviously, there's still the same number of players isolating and and recovering from the positive tests. The ones who have tested positive will have to go through a rigorous return to play procedure before they're available and um, it's obviously a tough time for the Rhinos they've not been able to train they've not been able to do anything as a group for um, for five days as mentioned and um, it's come out a bad time for them obviously a couple of weeks ago they had that big win at Castleford they then had the weekend off because of the Challenge Cup but now, if um, having the, have the St Helens game called off, if the game against Catalans is called off, they could go, I think it would be 27 days um, between matches at least, which is obviously far from ideal. It's going to set them some time to regain any sort of momentum and, and get back into the swing of things. I think the, the timing as far as Leeds are concerned is, is very poor. Um, they're not. The only example, Huddersfield's game against Wigan was called off last week after positive tests at Huddersfield. So it's a it's a concern for the game, really, that this is starting to flare up again. Obviously, we thought that um, probably this was behind us and, and maybe we'd be getting back to some sort of normality, but it doesn't seem like it, unfortunately. No, it doesn't. Um, as you say, it looked like the game had got the problem under control, but as we keep learning from wider society, uh, this thing keeps reappearing uh, just when you least expect it almost. You know, the game had come back and the season had started and fans had started coming back in, hadn't they? And then all of a sudden this broke that there'd been an outbreak in the Leeds camp and uh, problems at Huddersfield too. And it's just a reminder of kind of the, the new now for an awful expression, but, you know, really it is, isn't it? You know, that these outbreaks of COVID or positive tests at least can hit anyone at any time and uh, obviously next week there was supposed to be an announcement about the gov- from the government about finally lifting the last parts of the lockdown but that doesn't look like it's going to happen either so 
I think we're just going to have to live with COVID and try and be wary of it and all do our bit to try and keep it at bay and out of our groups and bubbles and so on. But as you say, it's not ideal for Leeds. They've just picked up that great win and uh, 27 games between, uh, sorry, apologies, 27 matches, be- uh, days even if I can speak, between matches is certainly not ideal. Um, as you say, there's all the other kind of conditioning and match fitness that goes around the sport as well. And it's uh, it's a long time to be off, especially if all your rivals are still playing and are still training. Uh, so it's a headache for Leeds. And you'd think that probably the Catalans wouldn't want them going over there either, would they? You know, probably French authorities might not want Leeds to travel um, if there's an issue with COVID in the camp. They'd probably rather they stayed away for now and tried again later in the season, you'd suspect. That's just my own personal view. I don't, I don't have any information on that fact, but given that COVID is still a big issue in France as well, uh, you'd think that uh, the authorities over there wouldn't want a team from the UK coming over when there's been this outbreak within the camp. The last thing um, Catalan's said as a club was a, a comment from Steve McNamara, the coach, who was saying that he was expecting or acting as if the game was going to go ahead, but it, it does seem unlikely, doesn't yeah. it, just for a, a variety of reasons. Um, I say tough, tough for Leeds, fitting the fixtures that they've lost um, into the programme is going to be difficult as well. I can't see where they're going to um, find a new date for St Helens' visit to Headingley, which apparently both clubs are looking at, but there's 12 fixtures scheduled for the final couple of months of the season and and the the fixture list is packed, so it's going to be yeah. difficult to find somewhere for that. For the Catalans one, there is one date that looks um, that looks possible, which is the Challenge Cup final weekend. Challenge Cup final is due to be played on July the 17th. So I suppose Leeds could play Catalans then, which again is not, not ideal, but it is a free date, so they could they could rearrange that one. Um, the table again this year has been decided on win percentage for this very reason because there were fears that not every club would be able to fulfil every fixture. And um, I suppose that's one good thing for Leeds that the win percentage hasn't been affected over the last uh, the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But tough, tough situation. As far as I'm aware, Leeds are committed to completing as as many fixtures as they possibly can. They don't want um, to have matches not played. Obviously, last week it was um, it was a nice evening on Friday. The second group of fans, the ones who didn't get to attend the first game in front of supporters, the um, whole game, were due to attend. And um, Leeds were very keen to get it on. And I think they fancied the chances, Saints having been in the... Challenge Cup semi-final the week before Leeds coming off the back of a, a very good win over Castleford. I think there was a, a great deal of frustration and disappointment in the camp that that game was called off and the longer this goes on, the the more intense that feeling's going to get, unfortunately. Yeah, certainly. I know the crowds are reduced, but it's still another financial hit for the Leeds club as well, isn't it? To lose a, a Friday night audience at short notice, no doubt a lot of preparation and had gone in uh, to getting the game on 
um, and the various protocols that clubs have to go through to make sure fans can attend safely. So I'm sure it would have been very frustrating given everything that's gone on and um, the reliance of all clubs. But, you know, the bigger the club, the more money they need, don't they, really? That's that, that, that's that's the top and bottom of it. And, you know, it'd be a big blow uh, for Leeds to lose one of the big games of the season, isn't it, Saints at home, without any doubt, even with not many fans there. Um, so let's hope that uh, Leeds can get it under control and this latest outbreak can be restricted to those two particular clubs and they can get back playing soon. Uh, I noticed as well one of the women's games over the weekend, Saints and Wigan, that, that was off because of COVID. So again, just a reminder that this thing is, is still hanging around and uh, still affecting games. And, and I agree with you, you wouldn't particularly want to see a game played on a Challenge Cup final weekend because fans of all clubs like to go and watch that game, whether it's in person or in the pub or whatever, or at the local rugby club. Um, and, and even if it would obviously be scheduled for a different time, you still like to keep those kind of weekends free for those particularly unique occasions. But again, on the, in the current situation, um, they can't really be too choosy about it. If it means getting the game played, then... It may well have to just be played then uh, for this year. Um, but uh, as more people get vaccinated and so on, then, you know, let's hope that these outbreaks become finally a thing of the past. And then on Wednesday, Peter, uh, we're recording this on Monday evening, but on Wednesday, Castleford have got travel to Wakefield for a derby. And uh, probably a good time for Wakefield to be playing cast in the league. They've, they seem to have gone right off the boil and uh, Wakefield, although they lost to Warrington last week, which I don't think was particularly surprising. Again, they did seem to be in the game. They scored the last try, didn't they? And they, they seemed to be in the game to the end, although I don't think Warrington were ever in any danger of actually losing. Uh, but Wakefield, you know, they've been in a, a decent run of form and they'd won three games on the spin and they'd gone close against Leeds and uh, they put up a good fight against Warrington. But I, You'd think this would be more of the two games. This would be the one that they would fancy their chances of winning because uh, of a few injuries and clearly one eye on the Challenge Cup final. So uh, it might be a good time for my boys to, to, to get a rare derby win against Cass. Well, they will, as you say. They'll certainly fancy the chances. They're going to have a stronger squad out on Wednesday or stronger squad available on Wednesday than um, than they had for the Warrington game. Matty Ashurst, who was obviously a very influential player, back yeah. available after suspension. Tom Johnson, we're told, will play this week. He's been in the initial 21-man squad for a couple of weeks and not been selected, but um, Chris Chester said he'll definitely play this week. There's um, Kalepi Tanginoa as well, who missed the Warrington game with a dead leg. He's available. And Jordy Crowder back into consideration. Um, so Wakey could have quite a strong squad out. They're in reasonable form. It wasn't a great performance against Warrington. And, and as you say, Warrington never looked in any danger of not winning the game. But um, Wakey hung in there fairly fairly well, scored the last try, had a dig. Um, and against the Castleford team, who are, whose form in the leagues dropped off a cliff, yeah. they'll think that they can win this one. It's a it's a very big game for Wakey, really. They've lost the last 15 meetings with Castleford, which is um, 
obviously a, a cause of great dismay to a lot of wakey wakey fans yes. <laughs> um <laughs> of which you are one yes. um i didn't realize it was that many i didn't like to have a punt when i sorry to interrupt you peter when i was speaking i didn't <laughs> i knew it was a long time since they hadn't beat had beaten castleford but i didn't realize it was quite 15 games which is even worse than i thought sorry yeah. they've they've not beaten them under chris chester the only team they haven't beaten while um, chris has been coach and um, yeah, they'll they'll fancy it. Castleford, as I say, the the form in the league's been very poor the last um, few weeks. They've lost the last four in the league. Obviously, that run being broken by the um, the Challenge Cup win. I think Cast will want to build some form, obviously, for Wembley, which is just about a month away now. They've got some players back this week, or at least named in the twenty-one who didn't feature last week. People like Gareth O'Brien, Niall Evolds, um, Jordan Turner, they'll certainly strengthen the side if they play. But based on form in recent weeks, Wakey have been very good at home. I think Wakey could, could well end the um, end the long wait this Wednesday. It's, it's got the Wakey is a very good game, that one. Um, they, they're usually quite Intense affairs, cast wakey games. There's often a little bit of niggle, and, and usually something occurs in these matches. There's been a few late fight backs, that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, it's one I'm looking forward to. Castleford, you, if, if they're going to finish in the top six, they're obviously going to have to start picking up some victories soon. But I, I do think they're all their eggs are in the Challenge Cup basket now and um, I don't think that we take any risks between now and the 17th of July but they don't want to go into that on the back of a, a long run of league defeats either so um, it'll be fascinating to see how Daryl Powell approaches this one I suspect that he he will bring players who did finish last week back I think it Obviously, it was a short turnaround and a, a very emotional game in the Cup semi-final. You can understand why some players would be rested, but I think he'll he'll go as strong as he can this week and just try and build some some momentum and some form towards um, towards the Wembley showdown with St Helens and Wakefield. Though, as I say, got a, a strong squad named for it. The home form over the last few weeks has been very good. They've won the last three home games and they won't have been too discouraged by the way they played at Warrington I think so um, I think if I had to, to tip someone for that one I'd, I'd quietly fancy um, fancy a Wakefield win Yes I can't argue with that Peter you know I think it's a great opportunity for Wakefield to finally end that long losing run uh, I saw the cast game against Hull last week and obviously they made a, a brilliant start with the young Wing and Jason Gary Gary scoring in the well less than a minute wasn't it in superb piece of uh, running and skill, but after that Hull got on top and never looked like losing. Um, we spoke after the game and said at the time it was perhaps a dangerous policy for Cast to put all their eggs in the Challenge Cup basket, but it seemed that that's what they were doing. I know it was a short turnaround last week, as you say. And uh, no doubt the Challenge Cup victory took a lot out of them. But you can't be going to Wembley on the back of seven or eight losses, 
particularly if your opponent is, is still winning and still in in good form, you'll just be found out on that famous Wembley pitch, won't you? No. Um, but I, I agree. I think, you know, I think it's a great opportunity for Wakefield. Um, it's great to see Tom Johnson back. We spoke a couple of times recently about Tom and his issues with concussion. So it's great to see that that doesn't appear to be a long-term problem for him. He's obviously had all the medical all clears to come back, which is great news for Tom and for the game. Um, you know, we've said several times there's too many of those kind of injuries going on at the moment and too many players being lost to the game for it. Uh, due to it, should I say. Uh, so it's great to have Tom back and uh, hopefully he can get a couple of his trademark tries in the corner. Just while we're, um, while we're on the subject of Wakefield, I want to say congratulations to Joe Westerman and Reese Lynn who've been called into the England Elite Performance Squad ahead of the uh, World Cup. I know that Chris Chess has been lobbying quite um, quite hard for Joe Westerman to get an England call up and um, I think he deserves it he's been Wakefield's best player so far this season by quite a distance um, he's playing certainly as well as any other loose forward in Super League and um, he seems to be having a new sort of lease of life at 31 at, um, at Wakefield linked heavily with Castleford next year expected to go to go there, although nothing's been um, been announced, but it's good for Wakefield that they're getting players in the um, in the England squad. Three of them with those two and, and Tom Johnson, and um, it's, I also think it's credit to Sean Wayne, the England coach. It shows that he's watching all the teams and he's prepared to conform. Yes. So, um, congratulations to both those two. Whether they'll make the final squad for the World Cup, we shall have to wait and see. But it's um, it's. It's good for Wakefield to have players selected for um, for England. It's not something that happens on a regular basis. I know Reese Lynn's been in squads more recently, but um, it is it is credit to to the way they've turned the season around, really, and to the and to those two individuals who've both been standouts in um, in a team which has been struggling for much of the campaign. Yeah, I mean, Joe Westerman, certainly, he seems to get better with age, doesn't he? I saw recently when he played 350 games and scored 100 tries, which is an amazing stat um, for a forward, really. You know, he's really been ripping it up for Wakefield this season. I read an interview with him the other week where he admitted himself that perhaps when he was younger, he didn't perhaps train and have the correct diet, shall we say, that a professional athlete should have done. But as he's got older, he's he's realised some of the errors of his ways and he's seen that by um, living a good life, he can uh, extend his career there. And uh, he's certainly been in brilliant form for Wakefield this season. And as you say, Chris Chester made a specific point after the win the other week that he wanted to see... Uh, Joe called into the England squad. I was hoping to, and he would be speaking to Sean Wayne about that. And then Sean Wayne came down to training at Wakefield, didn't he? And, and watched the squad, and then uh, called Joe and Riesling up. And as you say, it's 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 a good recognition for the way that Wakefield have turned their season around, and also a good recognition for the club. Full stop. Um, you know, as we've said many times, they haven't got the perhaps the budgets and the players of other teams, but. You know, Chris has done a, a good job there and everybody's stuck together during the terrible run earlier in the season and now they're getting some rewards for it. 
And again, as we've said several times regarding Sean Wayne, he did say right from the outset that he would pick his squad on teams on farm and it didn't matter who you were playing for or in what position. Uh, you know, if you were good enough, then you'd get in. And, and he's certainly been true to that. And he, he's certainly having a look at a lot of players, isn't he, before this mid-season game and, and ahead of the World Cup, which uh, can only be good. And uh, I agree with you, Pete. And uh, I'll tip a Wakefield win there as well at, at Bellevue, which is a reported sellout. They've sold all the tickets for that game on Wednesday evening now. And so a nice bit of revenue for Wakefield coming in too. And uh, just also while we're on the subject of cast, Pete, I just noticed uh, Oliver Holmes and Peter Matauti are leaving at the end of this season. I think Oliver Holmes in particular has been part of the furniture at Cass, hasn't he? Um, well, since he was a child, really, I think he's been there all the way through and he spent his entire senior career there for definite. And uh, Peter's been a, a useful signing since he came over from Lee a few years ago as well with his kind of versatility in the backs. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where those two turn up next season. It was reported they both turned down new contracts, so be interested to see whether either of those follow Daryl or if they've gotten to Warrington or whether they've got another plan up their sleeves. I think I think um, you'll find that they, they are likely to be going to Warrington yeah. for next um, for next season. But yeah, they'll they'll be missed. Oliver Holmes, very good, very good player. I think underrated, been in uh, particularly good form in in recent years. Had some injury problems which have held him back a little bit. But um, a good, a good second rower um, deserved his England call up a couple of years ago, and, and potentially I think could get back into the England squad in the future. And, and Matau, as you said, he's got some versatility; he can play um, fullback, centre, or in the halves. Been a, a good addition for Castleford. Um, Cast. As we understand it, are, um, are going to sign Alex Sutcliffe from Leeds. He can play in the centre and um, second row, so I think he'll come in and, and act as cover for um, for those two. But yeah, it, um, it's a shame that they're moving on from Castleford's point of view, but obviously that's just, just part of the game. And yeah. um, certainly I don't think anybody could, could argue with the loyalty that Oliver Holmes has shown for Cass over the years and um, a local product who's come through the ranks and, and done very well for them and um, it's another reason for them to want to win at Wembley isn't it to send those two off with um, with a winner's medal and um, a nice memory to, to take with them to wherever they end up which as I say is probably going to be Warrington Yes yeah I mean Cass have been busy bringing players in haven't they so I suppose it's inevitable that a few will be going out as well and uh... Fancy that Daryl knows them both well, doesn't he? His kind of players. So probably may well turn up the HJ Stadium next season. It'll be interesting to see in the coming weeks. I'm sure all will be revealed. I think on that note for this week, Peter, um, we'll call time. Time for the hooter again. Uh, thanks as <laughs> usual for your comments and uh, insight. And to say... Just my usual weekly reminder that you can get the latest rugby league news from Peter's Twitter feed at Peter Smith YEP 
on my own at Richard Byron YUP or at YUP Sports Desk and at YP Sport. You can get the podcast on our website, yorkshireeveningpost.co.uk and also on other platforms such as Spotify, Anchor and Apple. And it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and we'll hopefully be back again soon. Thank you.